All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. I'm your host, Matt Hines. Excited to have you here for an awesome new edition. If you are watching us live, if you're participating live on LinkedIn or YouTube, we're super excited to have you here in the middle of your workday. We'd love to hear from you if you're watching this live. You can interact with the episode, interact with each other in real time in the comments. Love to see those. Uh, we get the we we just get super excited when we see those of you engaging with us. If you got a question for myself or Julie, it, whether if we don't get to it here, we'll get to it afterward. But uh, thank you so much for that. If you are also listening and watching on demand, thank you very much for uh, downloading, for subscribing. If you like what you hear today, if you like this content, this format, we got a lot more of these. One episode, about 360 of Sales Pipeline Radio over the years. Every episode on demand, past, present, and future at salespipelineradio.com. Uh, very excited today to cover a topic that we have been thinking a lot about this year. Um, and very excited to have who, someone I consider the, one of the, the preeminent experts in customer-led growth, Julie Versofsky. Julie is an advisor to SaaS companies worldwide, helping them achieve exponential growth, and really excited to have her joining us live from Whistler, BC, Canada today. Julie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so, so much to be here. Oh man, so I'm excited. Yeah, you know, I think that we are we are experiencing a cacophony of something led growth initiatives, right? <laughs> there's there's event led, there's partner led, there's all this and that. Um, so on one hand, I'm like customer led just adds the mix. However, I'm really excited to see so many companies lean in on the customer experience and thinking of the customers as a conduit and accelerant of revenue not just in retained revenue but also net new revenue as well so when we use the phrase whether it's customers that led to growth or whatever what does that mean to you what are we talking about right so at the end of the day you have a pool of customers that already use you already have budget for you already um have hopefully achieved impact from your product or service and they essentially are you're a pipeline of massive revenue potential through upsell, cross-sell, um, you know, also making sure that you retain that business is huge. Uh, and then the other component is leveraging your customers for advocacy to help you generate new, new leads, right? So there's referrals, there's customer stories, there's references. And so all of that, leveraging your customer base to fuel your next stage of growth is really where customer-led growth comes from. Um, a lot of companies focus almost their entire marketing effort on net new growth, on acquisition. And if you're an early stage company, maybe you don't have a big customer base and that's a great place to start. However, many of those companies, as they mature, continue to spend the majority of their time, budget and efforts on acquisition. And they got maybe a newsletter and an 800 number for their customers. How and when do you start to change that balance? And what are the first things companies should do to invest in that customer relationship uh, in, a, in a more effective way? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, the first thing that you're going to do is you, know, you're, you, you need that pool of customers. You're going to have a customer success team that's going to be managing your customer base. And that's the first thing you need to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and then as you start to grow and get this you know, large group of customers, um, you want to start thinking about it from a marketing standpoint of how are we nurturing them? You mentioned this like list of people that maybe you send an email to once a year. Um, you really, you know, the most forward thinking companies today are collaborating with a customer marketer or someone on the marketing team and customer success to think about, okay, if we want our customers to be most successful, 
what impact do they need to achieve throughout our customer journey? And actually milestone those moments out across mm -hmm. year one. And then I, I like to think about it as year one and then all time after year one. Because that first year is really, really crucial in onboarding mm -hmm. steps and adoption and whatnot. And then you think about what are those impact moments that help our customers be successful so they retain? And then also, what are the opportunities to have them grow with us? So whether it's usage-based, um, but also are there new products you can sell to them? So a really good critical time to think about really leaning into you know, nurturing your customer base and marketing to them is when you have products to sell to them. Mm -hmm. uh, because it, generally speaking, your customer success team is going to be great at helping them use the product, but unless you enable them to sell to your customer base, they're not going to think about it. They're not necessarily incented to do that. And that's not necessarily their skill set. So we want to shift that to say, here are some ways to think about why you would sell this to your customers, the impact, you know, the greater impact they could achieve and here's how. And so that's where the collaboration comes. Yeah. A lot of companies also sort of invest heavily in thinking through their buying journey. And you, you, you talk a lot about customer journey. What are some key stages of that? Cause I think a lot of companies say, okay, like I got this buying journey they bought and now they just use, right. <laughs> but there's, but there's more than that. And so how do you think about the nuances of that customer journey and sort of then building strategy and designing sort of a, an optimal sequence uh, across that journey? Yeah. So this has been, uh, we're going to shift our thinking a little bit. Okay, so in sales, you have a marketing funnel, right? You have got like, all these people who get, are going through your marketing funnel. Then you generally have your BDR or SDR funnel, who makes it through as a qualified lead. And then you have your sales, your actual sales funnel for your AEs. And that's going to take you through to close. Each of those different teams or sections, think about, have their own funnel. And then we kind of think about customer success as anything post-sales, but actually customer success has three core funnels as well. So we think about onboarding and onboarding is extremely linear and the easiest one to think about as a funnel. And I actually encourage you to think about onboarding as its own funnel. You have customers come in who have closed one and what are those steps they need to come, you go through in order to hit first impact and then you know full onboarding or graduation so we can pass it off to the true customer success team. That's one funnel. Really, if, you, if you're going to take away one thing from an onboarding perspective today, it's what is first impact. And I define first impact as that moment where your customer kind of says like, oh, that's why I bought, mm -hmm. right? What is that moment and how do we get them there as fast as possible? Because if yeah. it takes a really long time, they're going to start regretting it. Right. The next piece is that customer journey. And that's going to be, you know, how do we get them to use and adopt your product and when I think about the customer, you know, that it's what what are the key moments, right? What is your what basic things like use? Mm -hmm. What do they need to do in order to you know continue to get full impact or full value from your product? What are those key moments? And and it's not all at once. You know, sometimes that if it's a very if you're trying to change behavior, you could think about it as what you know what are the things they need to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to, in order to make your product habit forming? And how can you support that? One, um, one company I'm actually working with, uh, we encourage them to set up every single week, almost like here, you know, set up one thing, then check it every day, learn from it and report back to your CSM at the end of that week on you know, new insights that you had. And so it's mm -hmm. training them to not just use the product, give them value, 
but it's also starting to create that habit for me, you know, where it's like, okay, you go in, you check your email, you check this product, you move on. And then the last piece of the funnel is that expansion, um, that, that growth piece. And I like to map it out concurrently with use. So if you think about your customer journey and those core impact moments and mm-hmm. order for them to get the most you know, impact from your product, when can you insert expansion opportunities? And so a really simple way to think about it is you're probably doing customer business reviews or QBRs or EBRs, whatever you call them anyways. Think about theming those EBRs throughout the year and making them really prescriptive and actually inviting certain people from your customers, depending on the the content. So for example, three months after onboarding, that's going to be, hey, are you set up properly or using it properly? Like, let's just sort of do like a little mini health review. Don't invite your decision maker, right? This is a champion user QBR. The next one could be, hey, let's give you some insights about how our top customers get the most impact in the first year. That's strategic. Let's invite you know some strategic thinkers. Let them know what you're going to cover. And that's how you start to build out you know a very full suite of people engaged in your customer base so you're not single threaded. You start to really land in and hone in on impact moments and share some great insights. Those impact moments sound really important. And I, and I, and as I think about what, you know, you think about experiencing as a customer relationships with a lot of companies I use, both personally and professionally, um, I think sometimes there can be a take it for granted kind of feel, right? Where like, hey, they're in the product, they're doing fine, where their checks are, are you know, are, are clearing. I think we're good. Like the reinforcement of the why, right? Like when you buy something, you have high hopes that it's going to work, but you're hoping it's going to work. Sometimes you need that reinforcement, not just as first impact, but ongoing impact. And it may be beyond just the people using your product. I'm also curious, like when you've got like a user team who are experiencing and using the product, but then you have executive sponsors who may no longer be involved day to day, week to week, month to month, but may make decisions around budget and renewals at some point. How do you keep those folks engaged? Yeah. So there's the the two main things. So I agree. The impact moments are, are so valuable and something that companies don't think about. And one of the most important pieces is a company may bought for one reason, right? Maybe it's often Mm -hmm. cost savings or time saving, whatever it may be. But oftentimes there's other areas, you know, there's other value drivers that your customer, other customers are getting. And so as someone in the customer success team and even customer marketing, if you can start to document those different types of impact and capture them in stories or, you know, different snippets, it's a great way to nurture Hey, customers like you, executives mm-hmm. like you have been achieving X, Y, and Z from using our product. Do you want to learn more? And we don't do that, right? We, you said, take it for granted. We often just sort of say, oh, they're, you know, yeah, they're using the product. They'll be fine. But really, we want them to continue to gain more impact because here's here's what I've noticed about customers. They have this massive pain, which is why they bought in the first place, right? But as soon as they start really using your product, that pain goes away. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny. It's funny about pain. Like, have you ever had an injury? You, you forget how much it hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden your customers no longer have that pain. And so the resonance of the impact you're helping them achieve is kind of not as powerful as it was when they first started using you. So they almost have amnesia, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're going to raise the prices. Maybe they snap, you know, maybe they had a bug or something and they've forgotten 
how painful it actually was before your product. So your job is to also kind of like remind them, right? Remember what life is like without us? It's terrible. We are, you know, your Mecca. And, And in addition to that, we can help you do so much more. Talking today on Sales Platform Radio with uh, Julie Persofsky. She is a longtime advisor to SaaS companies looking to achieve exponential growth. And that growth can't just come from net new sales. It really, the exponential comes in leveraging those customer relationships. Talk about that interplay between successful customers and driving new pipeline. I think people think of like, okay, I've got these customers. I just gonna, my, my goal is retention. My goal is expansion. But those customers, like successful customers, are a leading indicator to to health of your net new pipeline. Talk about that connection and how that interplay works. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the world of advocacy, it's such a soft concept, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we need advocates. But really, advocates fuel your business. I spent five years working for an advocate marketing platform. And part of what was so powerful is when you can actually, they they actually create an engine for your sales team, right? So think Mm -hmm. about if you're in sales, think about how much faster a deal closes when you can bring in a a great reference. Think about how much faster a prospect goes through your sales funnel if it's been a referral, right? I think it's like the stats were like 80% faster, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or more likely to close if it's come from Mm -hmm. a referral. We don't even ask our customers for referrals. So in addition to marketing, supporting the world of your customer success team and nurturing our clients and helping them expand and and educating them and whatnot, it's about capturing those advocates and nurturing them to help fuel your sales funnel, asking for referrals, asking if they'll be part of a reference program capturing great stories. And I'm not talking about the boring stories that you see on, on websites, right? Like make them human, right? Talk about the people behind it and the problems they're solving and some of their interests. So that way you actually want to read more and learn more. So who owns this? Because I, sometimes I, when we, you, you get a lot of heads nodding, like, hey, this makes a lot of sense, but you got a marketing team that isn't staffed for this currently. you got a sales team that's focused on net new. you got a customer success team that sometimes is mostly reactive and tactical and just sort of really making sure people can use the product. This whole idea of a buying journey and advocacy and creating these moments of impact and communicating them, who should own that and how do you start to build that function? That's a really interesting question <laughs> because uh, not only is the customer success team often reactive and they want to get proactive, it's a goal, but it's hard when you're like, you know, every month you have renewals coming up and you know you have to fight fires and whatnot. So shifting to that's really important. The other piece I would say is your customer success team is often really, you know, they like to, to hold their customers close. They're scared to let mm-hmm. other people touch their customers. Yep. <laughs> That's a terrible analogy. Okay. They're yeah. scared to let other people talk to their customers. And I would encourage if you're in customer success and listening to this, only benefits can happen. You know, mm-hmm. I agree. You don't want salespeople just randomly calling, but if you're open and say, Hey, let's collaborate on a really effective, creative customer journey where mm-hmm. marketing can help and maybe, you know, account managers can help we can do some great things. And it's often scary as someone who's, you know, their, their, their numbers are made by retention to yeah. let other people open up potentially Pandora's box. Yeah. But if you map out that customer journey and you have those moments when people, you know, other people in an organization can come, they can really support that, you know, your initiatives. 
Um, who owns it though? Uh, I would say the, you know, everyone's bogged down with, with their own challenges. Um, I think customer marketing is often a very undervalued role in organizations. It would sit under marketing, but dot line to your head of CS, right? Mm -hmm. So you have the, the, what you want is a creative like marketing to come up with really great campaigns for your customers and for your advocates. And so someone who can think strategically and creatively, but collaborate and help build out that customer journey. That would be my recommendation if you if you have the budget for for that. Yeah, and hire Julie to help you answer a lot of those questions. Quite honestly, <laughs> I know we're running short on time here. Um, you know, we we're we're working together a lot more closely now on some content around customer led growth. We got a webinar coming up, which I'm super excited about. Um, that we will we'll put a link into the comments here. For those that are sort of nodding their head and saying, "Yeah, this totally makes sense," where what other resources should they go look for? What should they be reading? What other things do you recommend they go check out? Um, so, uh, I just think that there's some, there are some, oh man, that's a tough question. What are they, what should we read? Um, putting me on the spot here. Well, um, I think, you know, you, you do a lot of, you do a great job through your LinkedIn profile, through a lot of your content sort of talking about this. You know, I, I, it's, I didn't mean to make it sort of a loaded question, but I think I, I, I have this question as well, right? Cause I think this is a, as much as you have spent time on this initiative, it is not a very well uh, documented part of the revenue process. And so I think, you know, maybe that's why the sort of the webinar and sort of this content is even more important because we don't have a lot of other people that are talking about this today. Yeah. And I think we're, we're still in, you know, there's lots of great people talking about, you know, those traditional, I'll call it traditional customers because I've had to onboard your customers and whatnot. Yeah. But I think this, this marriage between, you know, Sale, what what's so fascinating is sales and marketing are so built. Know, they're so old in terms of companies have been doing those. They're so traditional in terms of what they've been doing. It's been you know obviously modernizing in terms of the tools and and the mm -hmm. different programs. But customer success is still in it. You know it's it's a toddler, right? Yeah. You know, when I started in customer success. We weren't even called customer success managers. We were called solution yeah. managers, right? So this concept is new, and so we have to also think about the fact that we are in its infancy and we need to continue to evolve it and learn from it. What, where I think we can really go is learning from those worlds of sales and marketing and applying that to the world of customer success yeah. is really critical. And I'll say like, that's one of the things, you know, prior to, to launching my own company, you know, actually about you know six months ago, I was a consultant with Winning by Design and that was a huge component of what we did, right? And so I think that whole applying sales concepts to the world of customer success and leveraging that learning, those frameworks is really critical to adapting to, to the new world of it's not just about retention anymore. And if you're just doing retention, you are not going to win as a company. I want to, I'm going to say what you just said again, just to reinforce it. If you're just thinking about retention, that is not enough and it is not enough to win and get the full value in a win-win way for your customers as well as for your business. And I, yeah, I think you're right. This is kind of a new way of thinking about things. The complexity of the buying process continues with complexity of the customer journey in these yeah. big complicated companies with multiple layers of users and advisors and executive sponsors 
you are doing yourself a disservice if you aren't thinking about that in the same level of depth and discipline as you're thinking about the buying journey and coordinating what sales or marketing are doing there. Uh, Julie, thanks so much for joining us. I'm really, I mean, so we're going to put a link into the comments uh, to make sure everyone has access to the webinar we're doing upcoming. Clearly, this is an area that needs a lot more content and your head is full of it. So looking forward to getting more of that through and uh, thanks for taking the time today. Same. Thanks so much, Matt. Thanks everyone for joining us. We'll be back next week, uh, every week at 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Take care.